You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to the first episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast for the 2022-2023 season. My name is Ian Knockholds and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by our social media manager. It is James Healy. Hello, Jim. How are you? Very well, Ian. Nice to uh, to see you again and to, to be back. Looking forward to the new season. Like I think most people are. So, yeah, ready and raring to go. Has it come round awfully quickly? It has. It's been, do you know what, at the end of last season, it seemed to drag a bit. Although it was very exciting end of the season, um, I think everyone really wanted a break. Um, but now, I mean, say everyone wanted a break, I think after three weeks, two to three weeks, I was like, oh, when's the football season started? When's the football season started? Um, and now it's like Christmas, isn't it? It's like so close. We're all ready, raring to go, seeing all the teams playing their pre-season friendlies. Um, I see this week like, a lot with their social media graphics coming out, saying our first game, programmes being done. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited about the new season. Yes, absolutely. Now, I mean, I've I've spent my pre-season. I watched um, Wing Canton play at Devizes. Were they in the I, races? Well, they weren't particularly. Devizes put in an uncharacteristically rather good performance, <laughs> I have to say. A bit too late now. They're playing in the Wiltshire County League anyway, <laughs> but never mind. Uh, and also, I saw Shepton Mallet put um, uh, put in a very good performance away at Westbury at the weekend. Um, so um, yeah, I was very in- impressed with that. But of course, so that, I've been having a more traditional um, pre-season. But um, what have you been doing since uh, since we last spoke? I've moved sports actually through the summer. So I recently uh, started doing stuff for uh, Gloucestershire County cricket. Um, so I'm currently sat at the Cheltenham Cricket Festival. Uh, they come up here for two to three weeks, play a couple of games at Cheltenham College, which is a beautiful setting. Um, so I've been doing uh, their live streaming of their, all of their games, all their home games on their YouTube feed. So I've been producing that. But since I've come in doing that, they've asked me to do some extra days with them on their social media content. Uh, so producing their content on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, um, yeah, it's a, it's a dream job. I mean, I'm so lucky. I work in, in football and in cricket, two of my biggest uh, biggest loves, really. I love love football, love cricket. And at the moment, I'm kind of living the dream by working in football with the Tour Station, Western League stuff. And now at Gloucester Cricket, I must say it quietly, but I am actually a Somerset Cricket member. Obviously, Gloucester and Somerset are, are rivals. So I haven't actually had a chance to use my Somerset membership because I've been working... Uh, for Gloucestershire at every home game and pretty much during the week as well on a freelance basis. So, yeah, it's, um, like I say, I've been living the dream, really. I think a lot of people would uh, cut their right arm off to be in a position that I am to be working in football and cricket. It's uh, Yeah, it's great. Once a press officer, always a press officer. And that uh, is very much the theme of our first podcast. Of course, we are going to be looking ahead to the new season. We're going to be looking ahead to the new teams in both our Premier and First Division. And this episode has very much got the feel of the press box about it, as not only are we joined um, by our excellent um, social media manager, James Healy, we will also be joined by Ross Reed, the godfather 
of uh, of sports news across the southwest of course the man behind southwest sports news and also a new voice to the podcast josh thomas now josh works for a group of newspapers that includes the western mercury sport the north somerset times and the western world and somerset mercury and he covers a number of sides including ashton and batwell clevedon nowsy cheddar and um portis head so uh, we'll be having a, a chat from both ends of the m5 about the uh, about the Tool Station Western League coming up. We'll also be having a chat about um, Project Southwest following uh, news that um, uh, the, the, the merger is, is going ahead with the blessing of the Football Association. And as we wrap up this week's episode of the podcast, um, we will be talking about the social media campaigns that James uh, will be running over the course of this season. And also, of course, looking ahead to the fixtures this coming weekend, uh, Saturday, the 30th of July, taking you through the big games that kick off the Tool Station Western League um, season. But without any further ado, we will head on into our Premier Division preview. And uh, it's with great pleasure that I reintroduce to the Tool Station Western League podcast, Ross Reed, the godfather of sports news across the Southwest. And I started off by asking Ross for his take on the new sides that are joining us this season. Team to look out for, obviously, a Falmouth town and Torpoint Athletic uh, right on their heels. Two very good Cornish sides, very well organised, very good managers. I often think it's reflected by, um, I know it sounds weird, but we've talked about this before, by social media content. You can normally tell quite a bit about a team and, um, and their organisation. And, and Torpoint and Falmouth are both very organised off the field and definitely on it. You know, um, Andrew Westgarth's Falmouth side are a superb football team. Let no one have any doubts about that. And the same goes with Dean Cardew's Tour Point. Both strong Cornish sides, uh, sort of either end of the counties. Um, Tour Point will now have a local derby against Millbrook. And you may remember they came up last term. And, you know, um, eyes cast to sort of East Cornwall, that little East Cornwall area. It's a bit out of the way, to be honest. Um, uh, people think you cross the Tamar Bridge and you'll land in Torpoint or Millbrook, but you don't. But there's a ferry service, funnily enough, that goes straight to Torpoint and almost, you know, straight into their ground. So they're a good side. Um, so are Millbrook. I think Millbrook are going to rebuild. Um, but back to Falmouth. Falmouth, uh, excellent team, really strong team. And let's not forget, years and years ago, Falmouth were probably the top, well, were, not probably, they were the top side in Cornwall. Uh, I'm talking donkeys years ago when I was a young man. So um, it's nice to see them back up there. You know, this is the sort of level they'll want to be playing, if not higher. And um, yeah, just very interesting. It's great to see that Cornish content uh, increasing. You know, the Cornish and to be fair, the Devon sides obviously did very well um, last yeah. uh, last season. And you would expect uh, Falmouth and Torpoint to be every bit as competitive. I would indeed, yeah. It's no secret. Well, you know, I think we all looked at the table and Tavistock and Exmouth are just incredible. Um, I know we we're all waiting a while to find out if Exmouth went up, but again, two very strong sides. And it tells you a lot that I think you could speak about Falmouth and Torpoint in the same sort of breath. It, it, may, it may take a season. You know, I don't think anyone's under any illusions. 
But yeah, I think you're right, Ian. That's very good of you to point that out, that much as the respect that there was for the Exmouths and the Tavistocks and the Plymouth Parkways, uh, I think the boys in Bristol, who I know very well, obviously, through the through all the engagement we have with them, um, they need to, yeah, Falmouth, Falmouth and Torpoint, two good sides. <laughs> and and I believe Falmouth are incredibly well supported. Yeah, superb, the F Troop. Yeah, they are. They're, they've got a phenomenal fan base um, and all good fun, good banter. Yeah, excellent. Um, you know, Torpoint haven't got a bad following, you know. As you say, it's Falmouth's following is, is highly recognised across Cornwall and they always bring a party to the game. And I, I would imagine they're looking forward to a, a few away days next season. And they're not the only um, sides to be joining us um, either, are we? We've got Barnstable Town have come down from the Southern League. Yeah, yeah. Barnstable, another strong team, you know, back in the day. And, and um, they'll want to rebuild now. And uh, again, a very good side. Um, those teams up there in North Devon, you know, Biddeford have stayed up. Uh, they, they dodged the drop this time. They've got a fabulous manager in Sean Joyce. But Barnstable, yeah, another good side. And uh, all of these teams, we talked about it at the start of last season, didn't we? It was, it was new for the league to have this input of four or five teams. And they'll be competitive, make no bones about it. And I'm sure, you know, Sherborne and, and Welton will be as well, you know, um, they're coming up from the first division with everything to prove. And uh, it's, it, it just makes for such an exciting season. I don't know about the rest of you, but I just think when there's, you know, it's not a, a case of just one or two teams joining the division. There's going to be four or five new teams. I think it's five in total. And uh, just makes it so exciting for the outsider and for Groundhopper. Well, everybody, you know, it's not just outsiders, obviously. But, yeah, just such an exciting league again. Uh, and I think that's a quite a good segue into actually me bringing Jim into the conversation, Ross, because, of course, um, he's our resident Sherborne Town fan and um, Sherborne are, are joining us, um, uh, well, rejoining the Premier Division, Jim. Yeah, I know they're all really excited at Raleigh Grove. They've recently changed manager, so they're managers, managerless at the moment, um, but they've got two, uh, two people in temporary charge until they appoint a, a full-time manager so yeah i know that they're really excited about saturday's game uh, at home uh, to millbrook a bit of a trek for them for the first game of the season but they've got to do the trip at some point and i think they're looking forward to the trip to sherborne as well so yeah they're um made a couple of signings as well sherborne have, and as I say they're um really excited about kicking off in the premier division and that one team that got a reprieve um last season is ashton and backwell and josh that's one of the sides that you cover isn't it it is indeed, and they're a very good side, well run. Um, Tony uh, Beecham has got done a wonderful thing then. Uh, he's got some really good players in. He's got a really good side this season. Um, quite outstanding for the fact what happened last season. Uh, they did very well to turn it around, and, you know, they deserve it. Every player deserves an opportunity to remain in that, and it will be good to see them match it. I think they're going to be some dark horses as well. I think yeah, now, right. Tony, especially with Tony Beecham now in his first full season after... What happened last season? It was a very, um, a very um, hard start for them in this way. You know, coming from that, from coming from where they were, they deserved to get promoted. And then all of a sudden, with that uh, Charlie Rich going after, you know, just before the season started, it's just it's setting unsettling for everyone. So for them to come back and step in that division just shows a lot of character about them. 
Yeah, it was a real tale of two seasons for them last year, wasn't it? Because, of course, as you say, Tony did do a, a fantastic job when he uh, when he came and took the reins, and he had a bit of a firefighting uh, job on his hands. But towards the end of the season, they got some really eye-catching results, didn't they, at home against yeah. some really big teams. I think people will, you know, you, you underestimate them at your peril. Exactly. And the thing is, I think for the last five games, they had one, two, drawn two and lost one. So... You know, they got a lot. I think they they take the confidence when they had from their home things. I think Cadbury Heath as well when New Year was like the turning point for them. They had weren't they don't think they won for like 10, 11, 12 games. And then they all of a sudden they just won back two on a spin. And, you know, they really are a good, well drilled side. Mike Thomas there, you know, is just really a good man. He does a lot for the club. He's been there for since day one and they just deserve where they are. And I'm looking forward to seeing them this season. Uh, just before we move on to sort of the teams that we, we think we should be looking out for uh, uh, this season, I think a, an honourable mention should go to Wel Welton Rovers, who, of course, I saw um, triumph in the very first ever uh, first division playoff final. They beat Warminster at Warminster. There was over 500 uh, at the game. It was a lively atmosphere. And I felt that Welton, certainly on the day, were the better side and really... Uh, although it was only a 1-0 win, they um, they did look on, on top. And, you know, I know that, that certainly the Premier Division of the Western League is where Welton Rovers see themselves playing their football. They're a well-supported side in the heart of um, of, of Midsummer North. And I think nobody there is under any illusions that this season will be, you know, will be a challenge. Um, but the Green Army is incredibly well-supported. And I think that they'll be one of the sides really relishing the opportunity um, to uh, to travel around the southwest of England, which is a good thing because on Tuesday they're playing at Buckland Athletic. Um, so welcome really? to the to the Western League. Oh, uh, welcome back, we should say. Yes. Um, but um, I mean, moving on, um, Ross, to the sides that you think we should be watching out for. Who are your sort of who are your promotion favourites this this time around? Ooh, let me see. I think uh, yeah, it is very tough. I, I do think the Cornish sides are going to be there or thereabouts again. I, th I think you've got to look at your Falmouth Towns, your Helston, Saltash United, Torpoint. They're, you know, their sides coming into that division. They're used to winning. Um, I know Saltash were there last season, but they, they're under new management now with Danny Lewis and Shane Crack. Yeah, it's it's a you put me on the spot there Ian. it's a hard one to call but I, I i have got a leaning to i just think the fact that tavistock and exmouth went up last season and these boys from cornwall are coming up in that sort of you know don't rule out buckland athletic they've got a new manager in dan hart and um he's come over from launceston across the tamar and very good football coach so yeah it, it's just the way the league is balanced now and of course mausel who could ever you, you can't write Jake Ash's side off? It's it's going to be a very exciting league. Can I just go back to something that Josh said? Am I right in thinking that Ashton and Backwell beat both Tavistock and Helston at the end of last season or had sure. good results against them? Yeah, I think so. Um, Ashton Backwell uh, unfortunately lost one nil to Tavistock in their final game, but had a really oh, right. good game. And then I think, um, just checking the Helston result now that. Well, they beat in their last in their two games. They beat uh, Millbrook and, Brit and Bristolton. But you know they are very good. They had in that game against Tavistock, they were no means to beat. The fact that you know they lost one 0 but in the, in the week before, I think they uh, drew two 0 with Mousehold. I think when they were two 0 up with um, four minutes to go and conceded two late goals, if memory serves me right. So I don't Ashton Backwell. You know in that game yeah, as well. I can see Ashton yeah. beating Tavistock two one at Ashton and Backwell. 
Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. And to go to come down to Tavistock, the champions, and only lose one nil. Dear me, I think that game went to the wire literally. So uh, it's very interesting. Ian, it's it's going to be a yeah. Well, you know how excited I get about these things. It's going to be a fantastic season. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> You look at all the other names there. I mean, how can you write off Bitten and Bridgewater, you know, Clevedon, fabulous side Clevedon. You know, I think we've pretty much gone through the league, haven't we? I was going to say. Except, who, I think who anyone gonna... can beat anybody and anyone could win the league, yeah. basically. I think it's so open, isn't it? You look at, as well, you were Shepton, just about to say there, I, I think, they're all really good sides. Jim, if I said to you Shepton Mallet, I mean, would, you know, would you write Shepton Mallet off before a ball's kicked? Look at the preseason, the end of season they had last year. I saw them at Millbrook and they were so impressive. Dear me, what a side. You well, know, I, I saw them at the weekend and they 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 put Westbury, who are now in the Southern League, they put yeah. them to the sword away at their place. Um it, they were very impressive. I think you're absolutely right. I think that that Shepton are gonna be um oh, they're going to be dark gone. horses and of yes. course you know i mean we know about the ambition of bridgewater united i mean I, yeah. I i know it's a bit out of um of your patch um josh but i mean do you get a feeling i certainly get a feeling that bridgewater you know they want to get out of this division this season yeah and, and a good side don't get me wrong they're, they're uh, those were the teams i would go and you know every time you see them they really run well off the pitch as well as on the pitch and, you know, they're a very exciting team to watch. I can't wait to see how they do. But, of course, I'm a bit more biased towards Ashton Papa and Clifton Town, and I'm going to be supporting rooting them all the time. So, as much as I I, I think Bridgewater have done fantastically and they deserve every success, it's those two teams for me, no matter what happens. Clifton, of course, um, over the last couple of seasons, have, have, have won a lot of fans because they're a very good footballing um, side. Yeah, uh, and and you know, on, and they're. In, I mean, we've just been talking about it. I know, but on on their day, they're one of those sides that can beat anybody. You just do not go there with a weak team expecting to roll them over. I mean, do you you know? Do you think they'll go again? They'll go well again this season. Yeah, well, look at these. Look at this. Let's look at this record here. After Mickey Bell went, who had, did a fantastic job mm. in his five hundred over final games with Cleveland. You know, no big feat for someone who's been there on and off for the last eleven years. And then for suddenly, Felix White, who's been given his first manageable job, the youngest manager in the history of Cleveland Town Football Club, and for him to win 16 games, um, draw eight and lose three of his 27 games in charge last season, it's just outstanding. He's a very good manager. He's switched on. He's always um, always very, uh, well, what's the word? He's very, um, well, he's always been good to me. But also the fact he's like, he's one of those managers who always wants, you know, he's got a smile on his face. He's enjoying it. And yeah. he's just loving this time. And you know what? I really think Cleveland Town have got a good shot this season. They've been knocking on the door for promotion. Mm. I think they were fourth as well uh, just before the pandemic. And they were unlucky not to go. I mean, they just, they're a team that deserve to go up. So my personal opinion, Alex White, with him in charge, is just, um, it's just a real a natural successor to Mickey, uh, Mickey Bell. And they've got history as well, haven't they? They've been, they played at higher levels. So I'll tell you what, the more I think about it, though, Johnny Derbs at Shepton. Cool. I think I'll go for them, you know. My tip, and I probably shouldn't give one, I, I'm going to go for Mausel. Yeah, I was going to say them as well. I watched Mausel a couple of times last year when they are in around Bristol area. One of them is at Ashton and Backwell, actually. Um, and I think Ashton, I think they won 1-0. Um, but Mausel were the best football inside I've seen. But mm. Ashton and Backwell still beat them 1-0 and deservedly did beat them 1-0 because they had a better game plan. But they stuck... 
they just passed the ball around so so yeah. nicely. They were so well drilled, and they are a really friendly bunch as well, which helps. <laughs> um, like just chatting oh, to they're, people they're and that. just yeah, and they yeah, it was just um, yeah. I, th- I think they'd be pushing this year. I think they're they're um, a well run outfit down there, and yeah, watching them last year, they played some really nice stuff. So I think they'd be pushing. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. I, I think we're, we've seen a bit of a formula of success for those sides coming out of the Peninsula League. And, we, you know, we look at Parkway. They didn't go up their first season in the league, but they went up. Well, they would have gone up the next league season. But, of course, COVID got in the way. I just yeah. think the really the, the really switched on teams, they learn from their experience in the, in the Western League. And I think Jay Cash is the sort of bloke who will have learned a huge amount. Um, from that season and I think he'll find a way to make sure that you know the teams those games they were losing 1-0 where they didn't expect to they'll be it'll be 1-1 or be 2-1 you know they'll they'll get the points they need I think he'll have learned a lot and I I guess for the likes of Falmouth and Torpoint coming up that perhaps you know that's when they when they've acclimatized when they've gone round the grounds and seen the the scene then then you know they'll have a, a better chance to go again although of course actually and by the by next season, we might be talking about a completely different setup, which we are going to talk about later in this interview. So I think before I get ahead of myself, now's a good time to to, to move on um, to the to the first division. I'm going to going to kick off with uh, with you, Josh, because one of our new sides, Nowsy and Tickenham, they're a side you know a bit about. Yeah, they're a very good side. I I gotta say that uh, Jamie and Nick have done a wonderful job there. They've really helped them as well. And last season, I'm beaten in the um, Somerset um, also League with 25 wins and five draws. It's no mean speed at all. I'm beaten in pre-season so far. Um, you know, they've won every single game up until this point and they just look a really, really good outfit. And I think they look ready to make history again by going up at the first attempt this season. Who are the managers, Josh? Uh, Jamie and Nick Steadman. I can't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it was their unbeaten record as well. It was the first time in a number of years that the side's actually been unbeaten and it just shows them a lot of things. But, you know, I think, you know, they've got some really good players there. They never seem to give up. And I was there last year when they played Will and Will had a really good game that day. They only had one person on the bench. I think that was Ben Dante, their manager. And Will just kept fighting away and we're 2-1 up at the last five minutes to go. But Nelson and Tickham just got two late goals and it just shows the character they've got. They've got a really good outfit. They've got a really good players. They've got really good, you know, what they want as well. And I think it's massively deserved for what they've achieved. And I think they're going to be such a real, like, again, with Ashton Backer, I think they'll be dark horses this year. Now, am I right in thinking, Josh, that you, another one of the sides that's certainly near your patch, if not in it, is Hallen, the side that's rejoined the Western League First Division from the Hellenic League? Hallen are just outside my league there, Ian. So they're just a bit, but... So they're dead to you. Yeah, unfortunately. Not. <laughs> Sorry, Helen. Sorry. Stuart Jones won't like hearing that. Well, 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 we're glad. Yeah, Stuart Jones, one of my um, one of my one of my favourite managers. They they've re- rejoined us, and um, Shire Hampton um, also have um, have joined the league. I think. Do you know a bit about them, Jim? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I know that they share grounds with uh, Bristol Manor Farm. Um, 
I've been to watch them a couple of times actually. Um, play some nice stuff because uh, my friends live over in Shirehampton Way, so we often go out there for a, an orange squash and uh, and watch their games. So I'm looking forward to watching them down um, this year in in the, in the league. I know they've been pushing to try and get into the Western League for a few years now, so they're a welcome addition. I think they're set up well. Play at a nice ground as well down at Bristol Manor Farm. So I know George um, Fixer Secretary has had a bit of troubles rearranging fixtures for them because obviously ground sharing, he's got to look at their fixtures, Manor Farms ones, and try to fit in Shire Hampton's fixtures, which he's now done. So we're in the process of updating the app and everything of all the fixtures. Um, yeah, so we're, uh, I'm really looking forward to going down there because it's another nice close ground for me to uh, go and watch some Western League football in. It's good. It's good that, like you said, I think the interesting thing that covers both divisions these days is listen to us talking about good footballing sides. You know, um, everyone thinks that belongs to the hierarchy and the and the professional game, but dear me, I, I've seen some really good football at both these levels in the last couple of years. Whether it's because of the pandemic and it spurred everyone on, but it's so nice to hear you know all of us talking about. The actual quality of football you get at our Western League games is 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 really something to write home about and be proud of. Definitely. I think that's something important as well. The fact that, you know, it, it, I think it, there should be much more people going to t- these kind of games, especially on their doorstep. It's just exciting and you get some and it's unpredictable as well. The fact is you don't you can't call who's going to win. You think they're favourites. I think remember we said earlier, Ashton Backwell in January with Tavistock and Mousehole and what they did they won both games and it was just a little refreshing to see that you know they were still fighting these teams that but in these these levels that no one seems to give up or you know they don't know when they're beaten and they keep on going yeah absolutely I mean not just the the good standard of football that of course we get to watch but also I'm really pleased with the facilities you know that that, that we've got in the league and that's you know I think we all joking aside with Hallen one of the great things about getting them back in the, the league is that I, I would say that they're probably they've got, probably got the best pitch in the league outside of the synthetic pitches because you know no matter how bad the weather is Hallen have a reputation of always getting games on which um you know is a huge credit to the um, to the to the volunteers there. Now, Jim, um, just before we get into the runners and riders of the uh, of the first division, um, not so much a new team, but one of our teams has changed its name. They have, yeah. I was quite surprised. I didn't actually know. And then um, I'm sure you were on the email that uh, Andy Radford, the secretary, sent around, and in the handbook it said FC Bristol. And I was like, FC Bristol? We've got a new. If I miss someone that's been promoted or moved across and so I sent it back and said Andy FC Bristol and then I noticed their club secretary and uh, where they were playing I thought oh it's Lebec United so yeah so Lebec have now uh, changed name to FC Bristol um, there's another actually I went up there a few times last year because uh, one of my friend's mates mate of a mate um, plays for him and <laughs> so yeah it was like a, a bit story yeah, we a couple of times, and uh, <laughs> it was—I I really enjoyed it up there. There wasn't many watching, but you were made to feel really welcome. Nice cup of tea, and uh, and again, like all three of us, four of us in here have said that they actually played some nice stuff on their on their four G up. Um, yeah, up at Gloss HQ. Um, they play again, they, they play, uh, Yeah, Gloss uh, uh, FA. Yeah, it's a Roman glass play there as well. So again, yeah. you've got the picture. I think loads of people play on it, but um, you could always guarantee if uh, if it was raining, 
and Lebecca at home, you know you've got a game there. And as Ian said just a minute ago, now we've got two clubs really. If Lebecca playing on the 4G and it's been raining, you know that we'll get a game there, we'll get a game at Kingsham. And also now Hallen are in, even though they haven't got a 4G or 3G pitch, nine times out of 10, no matter how much rain hits that pitch, it's like a carpet and you know you're going to get a game on over there. So, yes, um, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting to some action in Division One and Premier League on Saturday. Can't wait. There were some brilliant goals from uh, FC Bristol stroke the back last season. They kept popping up, you know, they... They really are a good side to watch. You know, they they're another one. I think you I think the other thing we're we're missing is you oh, you near you wait, there'll be some nil-nil draws now, I say this. <laughs> you're nearly always assured of goals at these games. You know, it's like Josh said, you, you can you can never um you can never sort of say what's gonna happen or it's the excitement of it. If only more people sort of understood why the four of us get so excited about non-league football. And you know they they need to go to games and realise it. It's just it's fabulous, it really is. I'm really interested about Hallen. Um, Jim rightly touched on that, and so did you, Ian. I love the way that you get all the referees. I always know that Hallen are at home because you get the referees taking a picture of the ground before the games, saying what a superb pitch it is. It's great to see. Great to see. I'm glad they're back in our fold. And I've got to just add on that as well. Um, Stuart Jones is a wonderful manager. You know, what he did Ashton back, but it was no means feet. And the way he's just, I'm not, I'm sure he's going to go and get those lads drilled. He's going to get everyone organised. The way he, he's a very good manager, Stuart Jones. He knows what he needs to do. He's got a really good side down there. And you know what? They're going to be a very um, strong outfit next season. A very going to be, um, could be difficult as well to play against. He would have been stung by last season in, and 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 things that went on and the player turnover. I mean, what he, he's such a great guy as well. You know, he's well respected throughout the game. He was a brilliant goalkeeper. I love the way people still keep asking him if he's playing in goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, he keeps but, himself in good nick, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, but he, like Josh said, he's a good manager, and he, it's not just that. I, I think we're probably all of the same opinion. If you're a decent bloke. You're a decent manager, you know, and 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 that again, we're we're blessed really in the league. There's there's quite a few nice blokes in there, nice you know, and equally nice supportive managers as well. So uh, hopefully, I'll get on some Christmas card lists now. Well, you're, let, this is one surefire way of getting you off those Christmas cards, Liz Ross. Um, who who are your promotion favourites uh, in the uh, in, in the first oh, division? Oh dear, I think Portishead Town. For one, I think Warminster will be up there again. Wincanton, I think, will be up there again. And do you know what? I just, I just think that one of those new sides is going to do something as well. So I, I, I don't know which one, but like Josh said, maybe it's a Hallen, maybe it's Nailsey. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Nailsey. I'm really looking forward to seeing Shirehampton next season. So uh, those are two grounds that I want to sort of tick off, or two teams I want to see in the division. And and what about Cheddar as a little outsider? You know, you know, always there or thereabouts, aren't they? Well, I think it's just hilarious that you know it's so. Again, people who who aren't au fait with the league, and hopefully everyone listening in is au fait with the league. Um, just so difficult to pick between these teams now. You know that the standard is so good, and 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 the the games. Well, Josh hit it on the head that you can't call. I couldn't turn up to any game. I don't think last season in the Western League and call who was definitely going to win because 
there were no definite winners. Um, even when Tavistock and Exmouth played, there were a few surprises around. So then Cheddar, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Josh, can you uh, make a case for Cheddar getting married this season? Oh, without a doubt, Cheddar going up. Oh, um, I was just say I put my house on it, but I don't think I want to put myself that little... Um, <laughs> I'm sure this is recorded, Ian. Josh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that's exactly. I, I saw a recording. So you I can put your doghouse on it, Josh. Maybe I'd I put my doghouse on Jeddah going up. Alright, doghouse then. All right, I put my, <laughs> my doghouse. Right, okay. No, but seriously now, in, all jokes aside, Cheddar are just a very good side. Again, you know, last season missed out by a point. It just you know, under the last few years, you've had Sean Potter. Craig Morford, two fantastic guys, two likeable guys, and yet two guys who nearly took Cheddar, and they deserved it a couple of years ago. Cheddar have always been on that door, knocking away and wanting to get that promotion. Now they have Mike Dangerfield in charge. He's, I, you know, he's got a real good plan. He, Mike, he really knows what he wants. He's going to really um, have a good outfit. And I think it, it's his first manager job as well. You know, he's come from, he's play, he played for Cheddar became the assistant manager, and now he's manager. You know, this is a guy who knows Cheddar inside out. This is a guy who will absolutely give everything for the club. And I think it's going to be a really good outfit to see how Cheddar do this season. And I hope they do go up because I've got my doghouse right on in it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it who, any ideas who you think might be sort of um, hot on their heels then, Josh? You made a very good case there, by the way. I think they're, they're now everybody's favourites to go up. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't trying to be too cheesy. Sorry, I had to get that in. Uh, oh, brilliant. Now, I think, I, I Paul said, I, I, I always go for my teams. I, I know there's a lot of um, good sides in Division 1, like you say, Helen, and you've got, you know, the side stuff coming. But Paul said Town again, I think, you know, they've got really good outfit down there. You know, you got um, Eamon Daly, Dave Hewitt, Jamie Hughes. You know, people like that are absolutely doing absolutely superb work down there. You know, the way they've transformed the side now from mm. where they were to where they are now. You know, you go into that, you go into games like that, excited to see how they do. You're thinking, yeah, this they, they got a chance today. You know, no matter who they play, Paul said, I've always got a chance of coming out something from the game. And that's something that could be said a few years ago. So those three have done a wonderful job. Lovely um, ground, lovely, um, yeah. some really good players there as well. So... Yeah, if you're looking at that, I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna put Portland and Cheddar as a top two, and everyone else can finish above the below them. That's fine, but I really do feel you know you've got some really good sides there, so watch out for. But those two sides on a day can have a really good outfit, could have a really good go, and it'd be great to see how they do this season. Obviously, Jim, you know a fair bit about um, the first division, having followed Sherbourne on their ascent to the top and onto promotion. If uh, the lessons of Sherbourne from last season have taught you anything, where do you think the title challenges will be coming from this season? I'm going for the two Ws. Yeah, so I think Wincant and Town. I think they'll be at the races all season. Um, yeah. The stability of Chris Wise, who I've known for a few years, used to play under twelves with Chris. Um, obviously, he's been there for, for years as old man's chairman as well. Um, they got good setup there. Um, they were close last year. I mean, they went on that remarkable run, didn't they? Um, so I would I would go with uh, Wincanton would be one of my favourites, I think, and along with uh, Warminster Town. I think they had a cracking season last year and just fell fell at the last hurdle with Wincanton. So you get on all these racing things. And, um, yeah, I, I think the two, the two Ws for me, I think uh, one of those two, will be leading the way, I think. But as Josh has rightly said, there's so many decent touch sides in there. I mean, any, looking at the list now and just looking down, I mean, anyone can beat anybody. Um, it's just such a 
open league, the first division, um, with some really, really good teams in there. Like you said, I follow Sherborne and watched a lot of their games up around me and down at their place. And it's a tough league, the first division. And yeah, I think this year is going to be even closer. But yeah, th- those two, been counting on Warminster for me. Well, I like to add, sorry, and I like to add as well, Nelsie and Tickenham. I know I said about Ched and Portshead, but Nelsie and Tickenham, for the way I said earlier, just so how much, you know, how much they've done exactly, you know, in the last few years, the work they've worked on. You know, I think Nelsie and Tickenham, you know, could be with those sides who get back to back promotions and they know exactly what it's like to win. They did really well last season and beaten. And they'll go into this season, you know, in full of confidence and full of them. Just absolutely thinking that, that nothing is too far for them. They can go and think they can win this. And I also got to say as well, well, City under Sean Potter, another likeable manager, you know, another manager who's done really well at Cheddar. And I and well, City, I got to think will be up there as well. So yeah, it's it's hard to mm-hmm. say, like James said, but I just I'm gonna I have to back up my three sides. But at the same time, I have to be, you know, there has to be some wary things. Wells, you know, Wincanton, and more, you know, the teams there are just very. It's hard to call. It really is. You can't. You can't say for one minute who's going to go up, who's going to, who's going to go into the top six. But you would like to see a very good season, a competitive season, a season full of action, entertainment, and just hopefully that we'll see something now with everything that's was happened in the last two years. And hopefully this season will just absolutely go. Yeah, this is what the two station Western League's all about. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I think we'll leave our preview there. And just before I let the the, the two of you go. Um, I'd be really interested to get your take on the news um, that came out at the end of last week that the league's committee have given the the merger between the Southwest Peninsula League and the Tool Station Western League um, the green light. We're hoping that that will come into being at the start of the the 2023-24 season. I know this is something, um, Ross, that is. You know, you, you've championed for a very, very long time, and it seems that slowly but surely we're getting closer and closer to the reality. I was doing. I, I think I just stopped doing cartwheels about five minutes before this podcast, and it was announced last week. It's it's just for me, it's the best non-news, non-league news to come out of the southwest for the last decade. Absolutely brilliant news. I'm just delighted. I think common sense has prevailed. Um, there was the realisation that, you know, maybe Cornwall to the other side of Bristol on a Tuesday night wasn't the best travel travel route to take for both leagues or any league. Um, but that's now, I think we will see the end of that. That'll be put to bed after this season. And of course, you were just talking about the first division there and which team to go up. It, again, it's that amazing, dare I say, dogfight. There's going to be a, a battle royale for the places to be in in one of the two uh, step five leagues and uh, from this season, step six leagues. So just bring it on. It's going to be, like I said, I I can't remember, apart from when I started Southwest Sports News, I can't remember being this excited about the start of a season for the last decade or so. It's, It's going to be great. You know, and, and it's the sort of news you want after the awful times of the pandemic, you know, to know that we're going to have two substantial step five leagues in the region and then these feeder leagues and, and that it's, it's you know, it's, it, it's only, what, 12 months away. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant news. 
So I did um, another endorsement for you, Ian. Oh, you're fantastic. But I just, I'm just interested to know what's the, um, um, I mean, you, you mentioned the sort of the benefits that, that come from this. And of course, I guess that the traveling one is the one that catches everybody's eye. But do you also think that in terms, especially for court, for clubs in Devon and Cornwall, the new Step 5 league will, you know, it, it also represents an opportunity for the development of those clubs and perhaps a pathway up the pyramid that, um, um, you know, that didn't exist before? Absolutely. You know, um, uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not all about the travel and definitely not all about the travel because this season, you know, clubs are going to have to do that journey. So it's not about that, but it is the pathway. Um, the pyramid was intended so that ambitious clubs could go up the pyramid. And um, this way, more of them will go up from the region. And I include Bristol in that, you know, um, wouldn't it be awful if season after season, the Western League Premier Division was won by clubs coming from the Peninsula League from Devon and Cornwall. So it's going to open the door up, you know, four places to go up to the Southern League. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Joss, obviously, where you're looking at this, you're looking at it from the sort of the opposite end of the M5 um, um, to, to Ross. But, I mean, we've talked, you know, about the likes of, of Cheddar um, um, and the potential they have to go up. And, of course, obviously, clubs like Sherbourne, Jim Sherbourne and, 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 and Welton Rovers have, have, have had that. I've had that jump this uh, this season. So, do, do you see the um, the proposed merger and the new step five structure as as a, as a as a better option for ambitious clubs in our uh, in our part of the uh, of the world? It, 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 you know, for them to be able to compete and flourish at step five. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, like I think the most important. I mean, travel shouldn't have to come into it, but to have this exciting news, it's great to see that. You know, clubs can actually now have a chance to go up and just show how talented they really are, to show them that this is a very good opportunity to actually go up there and go and fall forward. So I think for teams like Cheddar, Ashton Backwell, Nelsie and Tickleham, Porter said, Cleveland Town, you know, their future's bright. And one, I'm, I think they're all, and myself included in that, are looking forward to. Well, I'm gonna gonna. This is gonna be my last question, and I know you two guys are busy, so I'm gonna let you go. But um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm gonna be speaking to Phil Hiscox and John Paul, of course, the uh, the, the architects of Project Southwest. And John and Phil have always been very open. So I guess as much as we're full of enthusiasm, also we're gonna be full of questions. So if on your behalf I could put a question to to those two men, um, what would it be? And I'm gonna kick off with you, Ross. I think my question would be you know, to see that there is a true pathway that, you know, that they are, that's an implicit part of, of what you've said. And I just want to know from those two guys that they see it as well, and uh, maybe that they're as excited as us. Let's keep it that simple. Are they as excited as us about the prospect of Project Southwest becoming a reality in 12 months time? And, and for you, Josh, um, you know, what questions are on your mind and on your reader's mind about this proposed merger? Well, it's hard to say. I think Ross has just said it on the head, excited. I mean, I think the most important thing is if it, let's say, for now, next year and the first year go, it doesn't go as well as it has hoped, how are they going to make things differently? Have they got in mind that, you know, how, how are they going to make sure it's going to stick at this and make sure it works? Because after the first year, next year, everything could change. So... Yeah, the question I would say is, how can you just go from strength to strength? Excellent stuff. 
Josh Thomas, um, Ross Reed, thank you ever so much um, for your for your time today on this first podcast of the 2022-2023 season. Also, on behalf of the Toolstation Western League, I'd like to thank you both for the excellent coverage that you give our league and our clubs. And I think that um, it's not difficult to find out why when you talk with such enthusiasm um, about our football. But until the next time... Um, well, I suppose this has been this has been the press box, isn't it? We must do this again. Thanks very much indeed, guys. Great stuff. Thank you, Ian, and thank you, Jim, and thank you, Josh. Hope to do this again sometime. And yeah. just um, once again, it's great to be in the company of of you all. So thank you. So just before we move on to the fixtures um, for. Uh, Saturday, the 30th of July, our opening round of matches. Um, I wanted to have a chat with you, Jim, about uh, some of the things that we'll be covering on our social media, on our website and Twitter and Facebook and all that. Some of the some of the themes that, that the uh, the listeners can expect from us over the coming season. Yeah, so obviously we've had a bit of a break over the summer, uh, been a bit quiet on our social channels. We just thought we'd take a little bit of a bit of a breather, but now we're ready and rolling. Uh, Looking forward to the season to start. So yeah, we're going to be running the campaigns again that we've uh, we've run previously, and hopefully add some new ones in. So we're, we're going to be highlighting the club's volunteers because, as we all know, without the volunteers in our um, at our clubs and as a league, we just wouldn't be able to function. I mean, you go to any ground any weekend, and I think everyone there is all pulling in the same direction. It's great to see all the volunteers. So it's nice to to highlight these volunteers and give them thanks. So we'll be contacting clubs, uh, getting them to send in their volunteers so we can we can then highlight them, give them thanks and praise that they rightly deserve. Um, we'll be doing club shops probably around Christmas time, um, getting, people, getting clubs to send in what they're selling in their club shops. Uh, I know I'll be looking out for some bobble hats. I've got a little bit of an addiction for bobble hats at the moment. So... Even though it's piping hot, I've been looking out for different clubs' bubble hats. I must have, I think, I must have about twenty bubble hats now um, from different football and cricket clubs. So I'll be on the lookout for them. So if any clubs have got bubble hats, uh, send me a link. I'll be more than willing to uh, to buy one of those. Um, love the whistle again. We'll be re re um, re looking at them um, again. It's like the volunteers without the referees and the officials, um, we wouldn't be able to play at the weekend, would we? So um, they need to do a cracking job. Uh, in, going back to last season, looking, I, just, I think the officiating is is getting better every year as well. Um, I know they come in for a lot of stick, and uh, I don't think it's, it's deserved. So um, yeah, we'll be highlighting love the whistle. Uh, club sponsors, getting people to highlight their club sponsors to us, so we can thank them again. Clubs won't be able to run without their sponsors. Um, money's everything's going up in price, uh, so clubs. Are really reliant on their sponsors. Uh, another one, kick it out as well. It's a big thing in football um, and in life in general, really, isn't it? It's, uh, um, so we'll be highlighting the uh, the kick it out as well. And finally, one that you know that I'm really big on in yourself. You've done some cracking work last year with uh, with the Mind Charity. So uh, highlighting the mental health in in football in young men. Um, it'll be good to go back to that one as well. So. Yeah, hopefully um, you'll link up again with your your mind contacts and say you did a fantastic job last season with all the donations and everything that you organised in your own time and you put a lot of hard graft in. I saw how much you put into it and 
I know mine were thankful, and as a league, I think we're very thankful of uh, of the time and effort you put in in organising that last year. Well, I'm I'm pleased to say that we've expanded what we did last year. Um, over the summer, I've been in touch with um, Mind in Wiltshire, in Cornwall, in Devon. And of course, we'd started at the end of last season to talk to Mind in Somerset. And so the important work that we were doing, sort of tying in mental health support and football, um, particularly young men, you know, the, the players um, was our focus for that. We're going to be continuing to do that um, across the entire Western League um, footprint. Um, to support clubs and hopefully raise some money for a really important cause because, of course, the support services that mine provide um, have to be paid for. And if we can do our bit um, to help them raise some money, then hopefully they can provide those really important services that will make a huge difference um, to people across our league and in your in your clubs. I mean, we, we try with these campaigns, don't we, Jim, to sort of tie them into various sort of times of the of the year and um i know you, you you made a you made a very good case for the bobble hat um there but of course what better time of the year um than christmas uh to uh, to promote our our club shops our club merchandise if we can get a bit of extra money and we do love a bit of secondary spend don't we what a wonderful phrase we haven't used since the pandemic secondary <laughs> spend um <laughs> And, of course, we'll be kicking off our campaigns by um, celebrating the contribution that our club volunteers um, uh, make, because without them, um, as you rightly say, we wouldn't have our clubs, we wouldn't have our game. Uh, and actually, the important contribution made by those volunteers was one of the key findings that was highlighted um, by our supporter survey. Now, the results to that survey have been sent out to our clubs, and uh, and Jim's going to kindly put them on the on the website for listeners to um to be able to review uh, as uh, as well um so uh, so yes yeah, so we're going to try and tie a lot of these things in with not only um the right time of the year but also the work that we've done to sort of understand what our supporters are telling us um so that's all very very good stuff now let's get back on to mud on boots we haven't had a chance to talk about that for a few weeks and um, we're going to kick off in the Premier Division. In fact, because Tom isn't here, I'm very much hoping that Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Bulletin, will be joining me next week. Tom never lets me read out all of the fixtures. So I'm going to I'm going to do that now just because <laughs> I've always wanted to. <laughs> but it seems right, doesn't it? Let's get every let's make sure that everybody um, gets a name check. I think Ross um, did a really good job of name checking pretty much everybody in his preview um, because that's because he's a master. He's the sort of the Jedi of um, of, uh, of sports journalists. But I'm going to run you through the entire Premier Division campaign and then Jim's going to tell us his pick of the the pick of the game. So Ashton and Backwell host Buckland Athletic, Barnstable Town. They start their life in the tool station western league at home to bitten cabri heath take on canesham town new boys falmouth they start off at home they take on wellington helston athletic against bridgewater town now that one and um, was a cracker from last season i'm sure it will be this this season as well that game will course taking place at kellaway park saltesh united they start off at home to clevedon town sherborne town jim's side there they start life in the premier division at home to millbrook street um kick off with a Somerset derby against near rivals Shepton Mallet and Torpoint, another one of our new boys. They start uh, at home to Mousel and Welton Rovers. Finally, Welton Rovers, they begin, uh, they rejoin the Premier Division and they will entertain Ilfracombe Town at West Clue. So so then, Jim, what, what is your, um, what's your pick of the games over the, in the Premier Division? I've got it down to two. I have Helston, Helston Bridgewater, um, that's quite mouth-watering, that one. I think both teams are 
decent last year, so it's a good opener. But I think it'll have to be Street Shep the Mallet just because it's a local derby. Um, I think they're the closest ones to play each other. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Street Shep the Mallet. Um, as I suggest, I think Shepton will be uh, up there this year. Uh, Street struggled a little bit last year, but I think, yeah, good opening game, that one. I would, um, yeah, I'm going Street Shepton Mallet. Well, I also wanted to go for Helston Bridgewater, but I don't think I am. I think after um, our chat with um, with Ross, um, I'm really interested to see how Torpoint Athletics start their life in the Western mm-hmm. League. And they've got the, the, the awesome task of t- taking on um, Mausel. Mausel, of course, will be looking to get off to a good start. I'm sure Torpoint will. So I think that that game, um, I mean, you can't, you know, the league is not won or lost in July. One hopes. Very true. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, but uh, One yeah, day I, in I, July. that will be an interesting. That will be an interesting game. Now we take a dip into the first division. And AEK Bocco, they start at home to Titherington Rocks. Almondsbury, they take on Bishops Lydiard. Brislington, they're at home to Wells City. Gillingham Town take on Bishop Sutton. Hallen, uh, they take on Cheddar. Hengrove Athletic entertain Wincanton Town. Nowsey and Tickenham, new boys there. They take on last season's beaten playoff finalists, Warminster Town. Oldland Abertonians, they take on uh, Odd Down of Bath. Portis Head Town, they take on, uh, I was nearly, nearly said Lebec. Um, <laughs> FC Bristol. Um, Radstock Town, uh, they start at uh, Southfields. They take on um, Bristol Telephones. And Shirehampton, another one of our new boys, they begin life in the Tool Station Western League First Division by entertaining Longwell Green Sports. Now, Jim, what uh, what game has tickled your fancy in the First Division? Again, I've got, I've got two. I've got Nelsey and Tickenham versus Warminster, just because Nelsey's new team. Uh, look at their results last year. They're a decent side as well. Against Warminster, as you mentioned, they were so close last year. Um, watched them a few times last year, Warminster, and they were always enjoyable to watch. And obviously, with Roland there, we got to give him a mention. We hadn't mentioned him yet in, in the first podcast. I'm sure he'll be there um, updating everybody. With his I'm gimbal. Gonna, with his gimbal, yeah. I've been not allowed at three o'clock on a Saturday. You can't film, can you? Um, Hen, uh, but I'm going to go with Hengrove Wincanton. It's always nice to visit up at Hengrove. Really well, welcoming group in Wincanton were were a very very good side last year and as I said uh, earlier I think they'll be up there this season so it'll be interesting uh, start for them travelling up to see Martin McConaughey and Mike at, uh, at Hengrove at uh, the Andre Villas Boas Stadium. Yes, <laughs> right. I've also got two games, um, but they're not the same as you. Um, and Brislington against Wells City. Obviously, Brislington have taken voluntary relegation from our Premier Division, so it'll be interesting to see how much of the side they've been able to keep together and how competitive they're going to be in the First Division uh, this season. And Wells City were one of my dark horses um, for the title. I think that they got better and better as the season went on. I think Sean Potter is a very good manager at this level. Uh, He'll have learned a lot about his side, and I think they'll go very, very well. Um, uh, this season. But my pick of the games is actually at the Halland Centre, uh, where Halland entertained Cheddar. I, I think Cheddar um, really will go well this season. Stu Jones knows the Western League First Division very well. He will 
be looking for redemption, I think, and following their relegation um, last season. I expect big things of Hallen. Of course, Hallen, um, you know, they've um, they've been ripping up the rule book in the Western League for quite a few seasons. You know, they really held their own in the Premier Division not that long ago. Um, so um, there is a, you know, there's a big club there. And, uh, and I think that um, that would be a really interesting game to kick things off. Uh, in the first division. Well, that really brings us to the end of this first episode of the Tool Station Western League podcast. And what an episode it has been live from the press box. Jim, thank you very much uh, for taking the time to speak to us. And um, uh, well, I hope you enjoy uh, the season and um, I'm sure you'll be you'll be deputising for Tom just in case uh, he uh, he can't uh, he, he can't join us. Hopefully, Tom Hiscott will be back for the second episode next week when we look back on the matches that we've just been previewing. And um, but for me, Ian Knockolds, you have been listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast.